Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about how to use I without making it about you. But, um, <laughs> but I want to make it about me. I'm glad I'm happy at this moment. <laughs> Lisa's been teaching a class all day. So she's. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, I'm going to turn it over to my uh, my team, Padres, my fellow coachy type folk. Have fun, guys. <laughs> so how in the world... Am I supposed to use I without making it about me during a coaching session? Isn't that self-incompensing, using using the word I? So the, the idea when you're using I, many times it's attached. Well, actually, it's attached to attachment when we coaches are not experienced in the learning portion of this. The I is supposed to come from my understanding. I I'm... I'm trying to gather what you're sharing with me and I want to make sure I'm hearing. So the language is more of uh, acknowledgement I versus I think you should be doing X, Y, and Z that allows you to break out of that. You're, yeah. So you notice I'm prescribing versus acknowledging and reflecting back what my filter is going through. I'm human. I'm going to have a filter, but I still try to stick with, as I'm saying, I, with what the client is saying and their terminology. I'm going to take the stance of somebody who might not know anything about coaching. Yes, and you if, usually and do. If I, was, if I just called yeah. myself a coach, I had no certification, isn't the idea that the client's coming to me and they want to know what I think and they want my advice? That is a possibility, perhaps. It is not what we do. That's a gentle way of saying hell no. (laughs) That is a gentle way in Mm -hmm. saying, heck no way, no way, no way, Jose. (laughs) So it's not about me, the coach, and my knowledge, and they should should just be quiet and listen to me. It's not about that. Yeah, so with that pretense, I mean, how, how... Can we use I? I mean, wouldn't that just be a space you want to just move away from? Don't ever use I. It seems seems counterintuitive, right? <laughs> no, it's possible. You have to. I mean, I will come up. I mean, there is a lot of you. I think that though this encompasses more than just I. Like, we got to be careful with we's, and we got to be careful with me's. And um, uh, so there's. It's it's since we're making it about the client, but um, do we want to give one way you can use I? we kind of have a list of do's and don'ts for the, for this. Um, so, uh, you can use I for clarification, which is what I just, yeah. yeah. Just that. What if I was a coach who spoke in the third person and I said, this coach would like to know. <laughs> Laura says, I keep catching myself saying, I'm curious. Well, that's okay though. I think, I think that works. fine. Cause it's not taking a yeah. stand. Mm-hmm. I think that works. Yeah, that was, it's similar to like a tell me more um, kind of situation. I'm wondering. Yeah. Uh-huh. You keep catching yourself doing it and you, it's fine. You I, was bad, yourself I, was bad, I was a bad client once. I was a client in the sense of I was in one of my uh, learning experiences and I had somebody come, come up to me and say, I wonder, but it wasn't I wonder, curious, empty 
be quiet space. I wonder if this would work for you. So it became a prescription, if you will, based on what I shared with them. They took it and related to it and applied what they knew uh, to work there. So when Laura says, I catch myself saying, I'm curious, as long as you're curious and leave it in an open-ended question, I'm curious when you've shared that information with me, what more does it mean, perhaps? Yeah, well, and I love that I'm curious, honestly, because that's what we're supposed to be as coaches. That's what we teach is be curious about your clients and what they're doing. So that I'm curious really works for me, quite honestly. Yeah. But there's also bad ways to lead with I'm curious as well. Like I could say, I'm curious why you suck. <laughs> I'm curious why. There, I'm curious why you would make that decision. Yeah. I'm curious why you curious. chose to do this. At yeah. that point, you change the word curious into a judgment. Like it is, yeah. it is now an adjective, oh, an adjective more than it is a, um, uh, yeah, verb. It becomes a sign of passive aggression. Yes. <laughs> that, that's definitely on. not what we're doing as coaching. We're keeping <laughs> it open, we're keeping it curious, and we're keeping the dialogue from coming from the client. One of the ones that I have trouble with, uh, well, one of the, a couple of ways I've caught myself is um, uh, the the I use we's. So in a work in a work environment, if you I'm very trained to be weing. I we uh, I we. This is a we thing. This is a we team. This is a we situation. In a coaching situation, it is not a we situation. It's not like how are we going to do this. It's how are you going to do this? Um, the mouse, the mouse in your pocket. How are you going to do this? Yes. Be a we though, in the sense that it is a partnership between coach and client. To how would you use that though, and not make it because you're kind of yeah, a the, ba the bad part about a we is that you are you're getting other people to co-sign your BS without their permission. A lot of the times when you say that we. Well, but the reason you do it in, in business is because you don't, you, you, you're acknowledging that there's a team and there's more than just you that make things happen. I, I, I use that I way too much in a business. I know. I've noticed that. <laughs> Don't you mean we've noticed that, Brooke? Yeah, I know. I, I only point it out to you every single time. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, I know it every single time. But um, um, so there's a place for it. There's a place to utilize it. And there's places not to utilize it. In a team building experience, we definitely is a good place to come from. Even in coaching, there's a conversational intelligence, the We Institute. That's what she calls, or she's passed, so sorry. But that's what Judith Glasser called it as she was a team builder in that space. So We works in business indeed. Partnering with an individual client there's a good reason not to say we because we're not doing the work. Yeah. So that's, is there a time that we is okay for us to say we in a coaching space? Can you, I, I really have trouble coming up with one yeah. uh, in a one-on-one -on -one coaching space. I can't think of one where at the moment, I'm sure, you know, because there's all those little gray areas. There's not that cookie cutter experience. There's probably somewhere, but I'm not thinking of it. at the And this moment. is, this is very specific to one-on-one -on -one coaching it where we're not speaking to team coaching when we're speaking of this because in team coaching i think there is a space but it still is a very you centric but the we comes into play and is important now if we're talking outside of coaching i is important though using i statements is important 
um, uh, when when you're in any kind of situation that is disagreeable. <laughs> um, uh, so there are is a time and a place for I, but we're just in this instance coaching uh, um, space. We just want to use it really for clarification. Where else can we use I while coaching? Well, um, um, I think a really great space to use it, uh, tying into our last week's live stream, is invalidation. Um, using it to reflect with your client, letting them know this is what I'm hearing from you. Uh -huh. um, yes. This is what I get just to clarify and also to validate with your client, if that is what they're clarifying. Yeah, um, it's the, um, go ahead, yes. Lisa. So there's there's a, there's a way, we don't use this portion of it no. as much when we are in the, the challenging eye. So if the client is in that space where they want to be challenged with what they're sharing, I might say, okay, if I'm going to challenge you, here's a challenge question. So it's going to come from my perspective. I got a lot of stuttering going on. I'm tired. Are, will, you explain, will you explain what you mean by challenge question? Because that, I, I just want a, an example. I'm putting you on the spot after teaching a whole day yeah. of class. I'm yeah. sorry. So the, the challenge <laughs> is going to be where we're not just being nice, nice and, and agreeing. We're not being in a place where um the client we're thinking outside the box it really is what we're doing we're thinking outside the box in the experiment of what they're sharing with us so and so in the experiment of what they're sharing the challenge could be to challenge that thought process to really own the space that they're working towards the challenge could be and i can't think of an example at the moment but the challenge could be but what if this xyz doesn't happen, or we can throw in that courtesan question skills that help that brainstorm experience that challenges things as well. The ability to think <clears throat> differently to be proactive versus reactive with things that could happen. Can we now? I'm just throwing devil's advocating here. Can we ever disagree with our clients? We're not agreeing or disagreeing. That's where the challenge comes in is that we get to ask questions. We get to help them imagine different experiences. But we'd never, there'd never be an instance in which you were like, I disagree with you there. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got that wrong. <laughs> no, but I might say, I know somebody was talking, but I might say, you know, who you've shared you are you've shared with me over these last few sessions you've brought this to me what you're saying right now doesn't sound like something you would have normally said what's going on there so i might challenge in that way not that i disagree with them but that they are speaking in a way that's not what they have already done if, um, not already done but how we've connected and what they've said so they might be trying to do the right answer versus their truth and that's so that's what I'm usually challenging the right answer versus their authentic truth. Now, there is an instance in which we can use I as we can use it to point out observations. Right. I, I've noticed that in previous sessions, you have said this or I uh, I, I noticed now it's is that a necessity to even use the eye. Maybe not. But but I noticed your body shift change. I noticed your um, your tone of voice changed. Um, Tell me more about that. that those, are, those are to make an observation, but it's an observation without a judgment. I think that that's important to, to say. Yeah, because I'm not saying that you're angry. You look angry in that 
switched position, I'm noticing. Um, there is a, I love this um, TV show that used to be on Lie to Me. Did you guys? Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I love that show. We don't yeah. have to be the expert body reader <laughs> by no means. We are noticing just shifts that a client goes through and acknowledging those shifts. So being that mirror with our voice. And we're not saying that you're, by noticing something that somebody's lying either. That's no. not exactly what we're saying. It's that, it's that we've noticed a shift or a change or something that is different. Yeah. And so through that, we just make the observation. We notice that this has changed. We're not making a judgment as to say whether it's because they're lying or they're avoiding or anything like that. No, no, no. We know anything. That, that um, was just to show that they were heavy into body language and what it meant. Oh yeah, I, I mean, well, and there's, I mean, that's a that's a playground that we can play in. That's a fun yeah. play. I mean, without a doubt. Um, what happens if you get it wrong? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm not mad. Well, you didn't look like you were mad at the world. I'm just thinking um, about things. <laughs> well, that's why it's always important to have that check-in. Assuming is bad. We know what it does. Um, <laughs> Very important not to label. Very important not to tell someone what they're feeling. Just check in. What's going on? What's Keep going it simple. On? Kiss. Kiss. Keep it simple, don't, sweetheart. Don't, <laughs> don't read their body language and think you should just like mm, give them a smooth. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are other ways we can think of in which I might be inappropriate? Um, I mean, we've, we've touched on the, the we, I would... I have the advising. Is there any other race that where it's just like red flag? No, no, no. Danger, Will Robinson. Hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I think anything that's attached attached to judgment, anything mm -hmm. that's attached to a prescription of how they should be living and doing whatever it is that they're bringing up. I, I just yeah. threw out there the the the, the comparison. Me too. I know what that's like. I know. <laughs> That I've almost, done, I've done that on the fuzzy edge of um, affirming and praising what we talked about last week. It's almost, it's not exactly that, but it's too close to injecting your own personal experience and mixing it with the client's experience and then mm. assuming that there is a similarity when there might yeah. not be. Well, I bet that's just awful. Something along the lines of that. I bet that's, you know, I bet you really feel great in that moment. Those are spaces you probably don't want to be using. I, well, that, that, what that does is it makes it about me, right? Immediately. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, I know what the, I, I've been through this before I got, you know, like, and that's now we're not talking about the client anymore. We're not curious. We already now are assuming we know everything because mm -hmm. we've been through that experience. Before. Oh, here's another one. I understand. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Oh my goodness. I understand. I completely understand. That throws people off the edge like no tomorrow because just saying those words make them feel like you do not have my, you do not understand. You don't understand. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> but that's not what we're trying to say when we're in that position where we're going, oh, we're, we're trying to communicate that we we're clear with what they're expressing so that's where that reflection comes in handy don't get caught up on using those filler words i understand i'm hearing you say this yeah keep going mm -hmm. um i i know that uh for me like in coaching it's been I, the, the, the we is a problem the we is a problem 
and the um the 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 I'm proud. I'm proud of you. That affirmation that that I or I I. I just any number. I mean, it's usually in a positive space. It's in a positive space. It's not in a, a space of like, like judgment. It's in a positive space for sure. But, um, uh, although I do judge on occasion, um, <laughs> actually, I think that it's not fair that judging is, is important. We should yeah, do it. I mean, absolutely. it's the first part of our day to day. It's yeah. I mean, you, as a coach, you judgment, you be bumbling. <laughs> well, we, in a sense, trying to help the client judge and figure out the direction they want to go if they no longer want to do x and it's z that they want so the judgment is i don't want to do x i want to do z so we're helping them to move forward through their experience of what z means to them on what on what z means <laughs> i feel like she was going to go into some accent there all of a sudden so so um uh do we want to do we, we could we could do a coaching demonstration <laughs> Jerome can be the coach this time. Yeah. Oh, come on. Don't you like to be picked on? I don't want to be in the hot seat anymore. <laughs> He's quitting. He's not going to coach anymore. What you can see is my feet were pounding the ground as I said that. It's like, come on. <laughs> um, because we do need to start with an I, too. And, well, we also start with a U. Before we do that, though, what, how, what, when can we not use you? Don't put people's words in their mouth, as in, or as in, re repeat what you've heard them say to confirm what you heard was correct. But don't say, "Yeah, like you're this," or <laughs> don't don't make a judgment. You, you should this. Uh, you, should, you, you are. Just, this. You, you just described you yourself being codependent. Oh like, no, you didn't. What? <laughs> what? It's nice things. Don't say you are a divine, beautiful being. You are a strong, smart professional. You can say those things in your marketing. In your marketing, yeah. Your That's marketing, different. you can say those things. You cannot say those things in your coaching yeah. session. And afterwards, it's just assumed that that's the case. You don't have to say we, it. We got you in the door because you are amazing. We've already established it. Uh-oh, we yeah. lost you, Brooke. Can't hear yeah. you. Quiet. Your lips are going. May have muted. Yeah. Your lips are going, but we can't hear you. No, she just. We're missing like the most important thing right now. I know and we just. Incredible. Oh, it should be working. Why isn't it working? There oh, it is. is. Okay, it's on. Okay, I was like, "What's going on? What did I do?" Okay. What um, if What if the client directly asks the coach, "What do you think?" That's fine. <laughs> So I, I think what you do you think, think that's <laughs> I think what you think I have no brain. <laughs> okay. So we always again mirror it back, you know, I'm, and if they're very persistent, yes, I've got definitely opinions, but my opinions are for my day in a life. My opinions are for my experience. Let's discover this is where we could go the week. Let's discover together what yours are. Let's discover what could, could I say something like if, if, if somebody was pressing me in that way, uh, maybe with a little explanation, give them a little, uh, you know, preface it with, with well, I, I may have experience or opinions, but 
I do not know your situation. I'm not in your situation. You are far better the expert in your situation. That's so a great word to use. You are the expert of your life. And let's, let's, let's go down that way because I can never tell you what. But now you're telling me what I'm supposed to think. I don't think I'm the expert. Where did you get that idea from? Because you are just You're doing that on purpose. Yeah, I will. I will do this back to him the whole time. Let's do it. Come on. I got a response. Fine. I'm, I'm just. I'm a ornery. I'm a mean client who is just. Okay. On every point. Why do you think that I'm the expert? How dare you? phrase like that you are the expert because you're you are the only one in your shoes and uh i i have never been in your shoes i have not lived your life and so let's let's what is it tell me more about you feeling like you not being the expert why don't you think you are the expert of your oh, life not the why. Not the not the why, not the why. sorry it's the tell me more <laughs> there you go keep it simple but come on come on anthony tell me more you're the expert that i'm wearing shoes right now i'm not i'm barefoot <laughs> Two, um, I never said that I was the expert. I feel as if I'm not the expert of my life. And that's why I'm here to be coached so that I can become the expert of my life and myself. So, so, so what, I'm hearing, what I'm hearing you say is that you want to become the expert of your own life. And that's what, is that what you'd like to work on today in today's session? Yes. <laughs> and I feel that working with other experts in their own fields or lives will help me become an expert. Wonderful. Okay. So I can't, but then I'm, in a, oh, go on. No, no, I'm not interrupting you. Carry on. <laughs> I'm in a bind though, because if what you say or what you thought was true, that I'm the expert of my life, I know what's best. I don't think that's true. So I don't know what's best. How do I know what's best? And and actually, this is probably a, a, a true direction because there's many clients that will say, I've got a track history. Yeah. I've got no, 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 a resume of bad decisions. My question, my question would be, well, tell me, tell me about you not be, knowing best. Well, um, there was a time I, today, I got ice cream and I wanted chocolate ice cream. And after I had it, I wanted vanilla instead. And chocolate was a bad decision. I didn't like it. This is, this is no, no, no client is coming to me with this problem. We have to okay. question the problem. That, that's, an, that's a hypothetical example without- Don't give me a real life issue. I'm not, I'm not coaching pig pigs. <laughs> that's, it, me as a client who's okay. not wanting to open up yet, that's okay. a hypothetical to sort of show deeper issues I don't want to get into okay. at the moment, but I'll do one thing and it'll either be the wrong decision or feel like the wrong decision okay. afterwards. So this is, you make a decision. What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing you say is that you make a decision and then once you've made it, you then afterwards feel as though you had made the wrong decision. Or I don't feel that way. It just is the wrong decision, regardless how I feel about it from other people telling me or from retrospective, oh, I should have done this instead to have a better result. Tell me more about, about what makes something wrong. In a, I guess there's 
without getting too complicated, there's two different types of wrong. There's like a ethical type of wrong where I make an ethical choice and it's bad and people are mad at me and I should have done something else. And there's objective choices where I could have made $10,000, but I chose to do something instead. And I, I lost $10,000 because of it as an example. So when we're talking about being the expert of your own, your own life, are you speaking to the, the kind of decision that is about um, that, that ethical decision? Or are you speaking to that $10,000 sort of? Both. <laughs> Both areas. I okay. objectively make wrong decisions, and I subjectively make wrong decisions. Okay. Well, um, uh, we're going to, this is what you want to work on today. Yes. Is there one area you would like to start with, the objective or the subjective? I think objective would be easier. Okay. We will. <laughs> so if it's easier, but is that where you want to begin? Yeah. Okay. Because easier doesn't always, right? That's That to me is a little bit of a red flag. Do we do, we can't say. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think I should do? Where did this come from? <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm just being the, the, the still the difficult client. Yeah. What do you yeah. think I should do? Um, I think we should do whatever you feel like doing. But here's <laughs> the problem, though. If I choose one thing, it's the wrong thing. So I should choose the opposite thing, but that's the wrong thing. And I'm stuck in this bind well, that I'm always more, in. Tell me more about what makes it wrong. That I always regret the decision afterwards. I can't be happy with decisions and I, they don't ever seem to go right for one, but if they did, I still can't seem to accept it and move on. Okay. So they don't ever seem to go right. Yeah. Not ever go right, but there's always seems to be a better decision and I, have received criticism for my decisions before. When I'm hearing you speak, can I, no, this, I mean, this is me question marking. Can I say this? Cause I'm making an observation for clarification. When I noticed it's three times in this interaction that he has, he has said, and this is me not coaching off. I'm genuinely asking right now. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he has said, well, based on what other people say, based on criticism of others, because other people get mad at me, um, is there a way or is there would there be a space that i was going to say i was going to could i make that observation mm -hmm. i could say what i as you, said, how you say it but yes go for it yeah i mean what i would say something as as you've been sharing i've what i've heard you say is that you make wrong decisions and one of the ways you gauge that a decision is wrong is because you are criticized by others or they get upset with you or uh or or they tell you that you should have done something differently that's one of the major ways, yeah. Sometimes I don't let people know what my decisions are, so I'm not criticized, and I still feel that they're wrong. But most of the time in my work life or my social life or family life, everybody's telling me I'm doing the wrong thing. And how can you help me with that? What's important about that statement you just said? I would just sit in silence. I was going to make it squirm a little. <laughs> what was the question, Lisa? Um, 
what was important about the statement you just yeah, made? Yeah, what was important about that statement you just said? Mm -hmm. That's an interesting question, by the way. That what is important question. I like that one. I'm stealing that one. <laughs> Thief. What was important about that statement I just made is that I care a lot about what other people think of me. But I don't know if that's the only thing, though. Because I believe, as myself, the fake client, that there are right and wrong decisions out there in the world. Do you do the right things to get the things you want or do good things or have more things in your life? And you do wrong things that are either morally bad or take away from your life or from the happiness of other people. And it seems up until this point, I've always done wrong decisions. Always? Not always, but because you can't say always and forever. It's just if you had to weigh them, it's on the bad side most of the time. So tell me about the not most of the time. Tell me about the times when when you that the that that other side of the spectrum. They seem trivial. They seem not worthwhile. Like it was probably the right decision to go to work today. But it's probably not the right decision for me to choose my profession that I did 10 years ago. So I'm just managing the bad decisions that I made. And those are right decisions to manage it, but it seems like band-aids or I'm just sort of getting by in life, you know? So the right decision is to not make more wrong decisions. That's what, I'm, what's what I got going on for me. You know what I want more? Can coach that off more. Like what I want more. This most pessimistic client in the history of pessimistic clients. Yeah, I'm, I'm being especially <laughs> difficult, and for my for the viewers, I'm not. You're not this. this you're not. You are not this. Um, but this is not too far off from some clients. No, right? I wonder, like really negative. I wonder, and I was. I found myself sitting here wondering if I would ever get to this point with this client, or if I would have just like nixed them out before we even started. I mean, like, I would, like oh, we're not going to be on a live experience, so we would definitely go down a path. They would discover, yeah. you know, what is important to well, them. Sometimes critical is. My question, what critical is, though. my question is, though, we're in this space and what we've deviated from our topic altogether, but we have. here we are. Um, so, so that, uh, the, 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 that concept he kept saying, he keeps returning to right and wrong and right and wrong and right and wrong. That's, that's so like my thinking, what, what is the, what method of questioning do we go down to, to get him to use other vocabulary to, to stop defining in such black and white terms? And that's really what I was, you know, like. He may not, he may not want to do that. I may not be exactly. That's me putting my my yeah. thumbprint on him. So, I, but I, he's playing a fake character right now. So he's just. What's, gonna a, what's a sneaky way that a coach yeah. can do that? He, what he can do is he can just usurp anybody who would put in their logical brain and go, okay, maybe I am, and just stay black and white because he's playing a fake character at the moment. And, and this is a really good plug for when we're doing class to really come in with material because we get into peer-to-peer -peer coaching to come in for real experience and bring material in to work on because you can go down the negative Nelly path from now to doomsday when you're in that acting position. You can I want, coach. I want three I also, coaches. I also think with this character, I think 
We accidentally, as the coach, put ourselves down a. I never would have hired you. You never would have gotten past the, the like, process. I would have been I, like, let's, let's assume I tricked you. But I think we didn't quite establish as clear of goals as we could have in the beginning. Oh, we, didn't, we didn't even start yeah. the season properly. We just sort of well, dove right in. What I. But this is a great, that's a great point though. It points out that when you don't have a clear goal for your session, you can be stuck in this mud of like, just nothing, like we're going in circles. Why? As a, as a client, I'm speaking in kind of vague terms and I'm not being like so clear as a coach, you might want to like really hammer down, like what is at the end of the session? What does this look like? What can we work on? And this is where you could probably use a we. What could we work on? We though, I got in trouble for saying we in that state. Like, Can I you got say trouble. what could we work on, Lisa? So, <laughs> I have to go back and reflect on where I acknowledge that that we place. But what what is the work in this place that's going to assist you in the direction of having? We were talking about uh, clear language. We're talking about who you feel critical with, how it's pointing out there to others, how how do how do we take what you're saying, this is where I would use a we, what you're saying and hone in on where you want to go with today's session. So how do we take what you're saying and hone it? So that's a we we can use. Because we are partnering. So that's where the we could work. It can only work in this if you're speaking in the space of the actual session. But yeah. There's no we that happens once the session is over, so you do not use a we at any term in which that would. When are we doing the? What's the work we are doing? We're not doing we work. We're doing you work. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a present tense we situation, forward uh, tense you situation, um, and a uh, not no I. Just, I mean, I no, no third person reflexive either. Um, and oh uh, yes, we we can't use one. What would one do? <laughs> actually if that's a, like a hypothetical like one would in this situation that's that's a weird that's a good but also weird question as a coach because maybe you would be tempted to say one would in this scenario say this instead or do this instead what would you do in this situation well but is that then feeding them are we feeding them yeah is that cheating so a lot of the times we are not going to use that. What would one do? A client would. A client would. They could say, "Well," and and they're experimenting, uh, throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. One could. One would. Da 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 da. I'm not going to halt that because if we're in that spaghetti throwing to see what sticks, let's just keep going down there. But where you went to, and what is the one thing that perhaps resonates for you? What is the thing you would do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where that question could fit in. Now, but, if, if we have a client that's in a space of making all their decisions based on other people's influence, that's okay, right? We don't correct them, do we? Well, Joe said I should do this, and Bob, Bob also said I should as well. Mary disagrees. What do you think I should do? I think I should stop cheating on her. What do you think I should do? (laughs) As I'm saying to my relationship coach. Well, what do you want to do? (laughs) Again, making it a real situation is going to be a better anchor for us to hook into what that direction 
works best. But even if we're just playing with these kinds of words, you know, it's what's important to you. As they're saying these things, what becomes important to you in that experience, right? So bringing it back to the individual client that we're working with, helping it stay away from the ET factor, the out there, out there in the ether, we have no control. Is that extraterrestrial? Is we yeah. Get yeah. Is that, so everything outside of the coaching session is alien? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I understand now. What, what is back to the client? What, yeah, what is back to the client and what are they able to focus on and what's important to them and how they want, right? It brings it all back to them. So we're going to coach that bring back to that individual. But what if I want to work with aliens on my project? <laughs> You'd have a very small niche. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> Maybe I should refer you to a, ther a psychiatrist for, where we can continue to work together. <laughs> well, okay, so that that's an I situation, right? I, I think I, I got lost in the... I think that's an I situation. I I feel like you need... I This is outside of the scope of my work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not I think you need, it's... You need help. I don't, I, this is the outside of the scope of my work. That's this sounds amazing. like something a therapist or a counselor. This about you, this part, yeah. that, that is all I and me statements right there, not a you. Like that's that when you're doing that, it's like, uh, this is outside of what I'm comfortable doing or I'm capable of doing. This is beyond the, the spectrum of my training. I have a great suggestion. And you never go, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, is it, just, <laughs> those statements are kind of bordering, you know, maybe, being maybe in session and out of session or being in session and closing the session. Those, if, if you know, it gets to that point, then we're essentially almost not even really in session anymore. This it's, is, you know, it is. It's, tapping I mean, away. You're saying this is, we're tapping out of the session, tap session, mm -hmm. yeah. session pause. Uh, and I mean, do you actually just again veering? If if we were if you're in that situation where the topic became something where it's like oh, I can't, this is making me uncomfortable. I can't do this. Um, do you acknowledge that tap out moment? Okay, I'm gonna just stop you here, and I just want to share that I'm not capable of helping you any further, um, or without the assistance of another professional. Essentially, feel free to come back another time once you've gotten on drugs of some kind and uh no i'm just kidding but uh, i mean not all in many cases that there that isn't the situation it's just not what we treat not what we know so tapping in and going you know what you're sharing i really acknowledge appreciate that you're sharing like i've had people share things that they've never shared with anyone before or i was a third person they'd ever told something horrific to it, it's acknowledging thank you for your candor and your sharing of that information, that particular place is beyond my scope of practice. I've got a really great person who works really well in that, whatever that is. Uh, and I would love to give that information to you. So you're going to go get the best help in this place possible. But now I always bring this up because as somebody who has, you know, has, uh, experience trauma it doesn't mean that I can n never be coached oh. for the rest of the time um so just I always, on that topic because uh, yeah it's 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 about knowing whether it's still they're in a forward future ready to move and it's not something that they're living in um on a daily basis kind of thing 
Um, and even still, you can work with somebody with trauma that has a therapist and is moving, taking baby steps. You absolutely can help them coach forward. Or sometimes it is more important that they go get some of that therapy under their belt and then come back to coaching. Yes. So there, there's no wrong answer. It's just being aware of what serves that client in that moment best. Yeah. And, but, and then again, I statements for that and then you acknowledging them with the, the, the I appreciate what you've shared. Um, any other ways we can think of not to use the eyes and the me's or the me's and the use and the days <laughs> thems or other pronouns or pronoun here as a, uh, I mean the idea of the pronouns now now that brings up a topic right like we can bring up um, the, the 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 gender right even assuming that somebody is a she, a her, a him, I mean, that is something that, that nowadays they, they, them. Mm -hmm. they, them, knowing the, the non-binary and, and um, avoiding pronouns or do we embrace the pronouns? I've asked this question many times. I've embraced you sharing my pronouns with folks. <laughs> um, it might be something before, like when you're thinking of your marketing, you consider whether you, I coach men who want to get better at fishing or I coach women who raise, who are single mothers. I'm, being, I'm being very, you know, extra with the gender stereotypes, but you could also just say, I coach people and uh -huh. in your contract ask uh, I would probably what's your preferred pronouns. Just not doing that. Like I would, as a, as a, as a consultant hat coming out, I would say, well, pick a person. And I'm not saying pick a, 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 a she, a her, a they, a them. I'm saying pick a person, whoever that may be. And um, then we define who that is around that person. Um, so it could be very, it could vary. And that could actually be a very, I mean, there's entire niches of coaching um, around uh, embracing those kind of things, transition and everything. So, um, yeah. So I would, when someone brings the different a word choices, how they want to be identified. It's not something that every day I participate with. So I'm going to write it down to be sure that I remember how they want to be identified in that space. Usually I'm referring to my client with their name. I'm not re referring to them. Um, what is that? Is it a pronoun? Pronoun? Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. I'm not my name is I. As a pronoun, usually that first name, depending on who the client is, but usually that first name and but how they are identified. Yeah. There are situations in which we would be like, um, uh, where I could say, well, what did what did she say? What did he say? Or what you know, those kind of that could come up in one way or another. But um, the most people who are coaching in those terms are are. I, mean, I would imagine there would be conversations that somebody. Yeah, and how how do we refer to you? Like, if it's a couple, it's a couple. How do how do you want your partner to be referred to when we're having this conversation? Yeah, some people also don't like wife and husband. Some people yeah. like partners. Some people like spouse. Uh, like, there's all different ways that people yeah. define and label themselves. So, just being respectful and speaking your client's language. Right. right. So, and that's always what we're going back to, even with those eyes. And I always think of the three little, the pig, the woody play with the piggy toes, wee wee all the way home. You know, when we're using those words, 
it's what works for the client that we're staying. I lost Wait, Where did the toes come in? <laughs> All the way home. You know, the three, the little yes, I'm tired. I've been up since two. Give me a break. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, uh, so, so to recap. Let's just do a little recap. What 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 I heard everybody say here was, um, uh, we we should use I. We should use I with our clients, but we want to just be very, very particular and and um, be aware of when we are using our eyes. And that's really a big part of coaching is that mindfulness and awareness and being aware of how you use words as simple as I or you or we or they or us or me, all those those kind of things that, that just flow out of our vocabulary on a day-to-day basis very easily. You have to have sort of some level of awareness in your coaching session and be very particular as to when you choose to use those words. That awareness, that's where a lot of coaches, the coaching process, when you're just following the skill set, has a natural, normal flow. It becomes around who we are as individuals out there and, and practicing that awareness of uh, that interaction with our clients. That many times is where that challenge, challenge lies as a coach. Well, the scary thing about the awareness piece is that I think that the coach, they get in um, the space of like, there's like a fine line of being like hyper aware where, like, you know, you're like, oh my God. Um, and and then just being comfortable and, and with what you're doing, but having, but that just comes with practice, right? That just comes with practicing a skill set and the confidence gains. And then the next thing you know, boom, you're good. Um, one, of, one of the ways that in the history of me going through this process in the beginning, like many of you are going through, is I would create notes for myself when I recognized that I did something that took it out of flow for a moment, I'm going to jot that down and recognize what that means. I built uh, questions. There was this book that I read that for me resonated in the question mode because it was questioning um, the connection to something uh, enabled me to build so many amazing questions from that. So you take one step at a time, you go through the process. There's there's people that will go, well, I don't want to hurt my client. If you're in the framework of what it means to be the certified coach, you're going to follow in where that client is leading and you're not doing the leading. That client's going to design their world and their experience, not you. Did you, did you, did I hear you say that you, that some, I don't want to hurt my clients? Yeah. So there's, there's the new students that come through the class. They feel an enormous responsibility um, to their client, which is amazing because they care. The piece that they're missing, it's not about them. They're still making it about them when they're thinking that they could be harmful because they're not giving that advice. They're not putting their information in there. And when they do recognize that it is about um, beyond my scope of practice, they're going to refer out. Always that refer out when in doubt. But that experience of being concerned of how we're working with our clients 
I'm not saying don't be concerned. Absolutely be concerned. I don't care about them. They're fine. <laughs> follow, follow the go learn. Follow the go learn. Make the client the center of everything and that information. And it's going to be about them and what they want. And well, another thing as well with that, um, coaching in sort of the ICF realm of coaching, we have the assumption that clients do have personal responsibility and the power to work their own change, whether it's good or bad. And so we're not responsible for the harms that come, um, that may come of it in a, let me continue in a certain sense. If we assume or think that a client doesn't have enough personal responsibility to coach, they're probably not the client for you. They have either a uh, issue that should be better resolved with a therapist or they're not some sort of professional. Yeah. Some mm. sort of professional. We, the assumption yeah, is example, a licensed professional is what yeah. I mean. Give me an example of when a, a situation in which we feel like our, we, our client isn't capable of, of assuming liability for their own decisions. This of would course. be if they had um, a mental condition that so it's very clear yeah okay the assumption is that we work with people who do have full responsibility of their situation yeah. and we empower them to work through that and I'm devil's advocate here of course mm -hmm. a lot of times people come in with with victim mentality uh which means i am not in control of my life other people are making my life my hell for me right they it's their fault not mine um, and that, in in essence, is a co or a client saying, "I don't take responsibility for my life." Right? Mm -hmm. um, what point is that? That does that become a liability for the coach? It's that check in. You know, I'm I'm hearing you share that information. Where would you like to take today's session? What do you want your outcome to be? You go back to the the, the framework. We're hammering it home. The contract is critical. Yeah. My, my question is, as a coach <laughs> in the coaching world, what is the assumption? Is that is that case actually true or is it not true? Wait, I don't understand the question. Will you say it again? So outside of the coaching session, I'm a coach mm -hmm. and I'm discussing with my coach colleagues. My client believes that they have no control over their lives. Do we actually believe that's true or not? No, I mean, we as a coach, my, my assumption is they do have control of their they life. Do, unless they're like in an asylum and they're literally like strapped to a bed and cannot do yeah. anything. They can't so, what, what I'm trying to get at, if it comes <laughs> to the point where I don't believe that they have control over their lives, maybe coaching's not the right thing for them. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Or, well, or not, maybe there's some exploration that needs to happen. Yeah. yeah. So the usually go to is immediately make that decision as a coach. No, there's there's time to explore before we jump into that direction because mm -hmm. we don't know enough on a few moments of conversation what they're willing to do and what changes they're willing to go through. Perhaps they're speaking from their normal patterns. They recognize they have a normal pattern. I mean, they're not going to use these words, but I'm using these words to keep it clear. And they want to change that pattern. So they've got to challenge that pattern. Sometimes that pattern challenge is really small, tiny steps that help them build the 
experience of taking that responsibility of how they want to develop. So with the now with with this the, the that kind of client, that space, that that coach really that is is um feeling responsible for their clients' outcomes, right? What that I mean really that is being attached to an outcome that is being invested in it's you are not only are taking liability, you are also taking responsibility for your client's actions at that point. And and in truth, you have nothing to do with it. You're not there. You're not doing it. <laughs> Out. You know, and that's really why that's so critical is that 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 knowledge that that you are there as for a space, as a mirror, as for them to be able to think clearly in that space and and come to their own decisions and move forward from there. And that the, the, the responsibility does not extend beyond that. And it's, I mean, it's clear in both the overall contract, but in the session contract as well. Um, so, <laughs> okay. so if I'm coming out of a, a session and I am thinking of ways that I can solve some of my clients issues that they've brought to the table. Like you see, he used I like three times and my. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of what I'm alluding to. That's what I'm alluding to. Is that, do you think maybe that is probably, maybe Lisa, in your experience, is that something that would be more so on the coach or maybe just the way the session has gone? It's not, and, your, job. It's not your job to be coming up with, with, with ways to solve your client's problems. That's not, not yeah. the one only time in your life I will, I will be okay with you saying it's not my job. <laughs> so when you're leaving a session and you're thinking about how you can solve your client's problem, put your put your your name in that place. How can I solve Lisa's problem as opposed to your clients? Because there's something usually in that space that you're tripping up on your own stuff that is pulling you into the client stuff. I might even say ask yourself, why is it important to me that I am trying to solve my, why am I attempting to solve my client's problems when I have my own problems to deal with? <laughs> what am I avoiding? <laughs> well, maybe at that point you reach out to a coach and then you'll, you know, just coach. coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm kidding. Of course. But I mean, it's a natural inclination, especially a lot of people who are in this field. Um, they're, we are helpers. We are, we are. Uh, we are people who want to, we're used to, Lisa and I are, we are certified white knights and we um, are, we, we have our armor and everything. We, we've learned we've got to take it off <laughs> and it's not so comfortable. Um, <laughs> the, the idea when you're leaving your coaching session, the thing that you want to be doing as a coach is going, oh, I never heard of that. I need to go learn more. So or go yeah. learn more. But don't be taking your client home with you. And I mean, literally, of course, but figuratively as in well. All <laughs> in all forms. <laughs> that figurative taking your client home and worrying about them and hoping they're going through it is not your stuff. Um, yeah, not no. your stuff. You don't own that. So, so here, to wrap up, we're, we're, we're hitting the end of our hour here. Um, so last thoughts, but I very particular ones that are not at all topical. Um, <laughs> what you were talking about wrapping up a session. What, what, what should a coach do when a session ends? Like, what is what? How sessions over? Boom, door shut. 
what's that what's a good coach doing in that moment they're finding out what the client's taking away from that moment from that experience and what they're going to work on between now and next session well that's the client though what's the coach i'm telling the coach oh, that's a coach the client has I'm, walked out the door the client sorry the door, i'm gonna hand. i'm gonna find my ohms and moment <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm taking some quick notes like i'm jotting down some maybe. notes maybe about one thing something i don't want to forget maybe he said the name of his daughter or something and I don't I just want to keep that in mind so I don't forget that and I'd be like oh yes I remember Mary um, <laughs> I don't but just little notes little detailed kind of things and then setting it down and leaving it there <laughs> I'm gonna have a drink and get ready for my next client <laughs> drinking and ready for my next client mm -hmm. so that, actually that's one of the things I did I would get my tea I would go and get my tea I'm keeping this G. <laughs> um. So I would get, I would no, take care of myself, right? It's about taking care of yourself in that process. What you're not in that empathy, empathic state is taking on your client's energy and taking on your client's interaction. The overachiever oh, me that wants to take notes. Like I wanted my overachiever goes, take a note, make sure you got it. Like, and then, uh, and uh, Donna, uh, yeah, with Lisa, said, what about thinking about how you can be a better coach for your next session? Well, Art, well, that, that yeah, is absolutely. I don't know if I like the word better. I would like, I mean, I, we can always improve, but maybe <laughs> do I, do, you don't always need to be better. Maybe you were already fantastic. What's the learning piece that I need to improve upon as a coach? What is that learning piece? Well, I may not do anything or I may have things I need to improve upon or just learn because I knew. What did I do really well? And that's I just yes. that was awesome. I just did that. I want to do that again some other time. Um, <laughs> but it comes up naturally and it's not awkward and I'm not trying to force it in. <laughs> so um what Lisa was sort of talking about before what you can do in between sessions or having a drink, like I said, um that decom just decompressing in general helps you become a better coach in between sessions, even if it's just relaxing emptying out your cash in your brain 30 minutes between every like i have a 30 minute i mean 15 is pushing it but i like a 30 minute break between just so i can yeah. just like i, I don't <laughs> think or this is my personal opinion i don't think it makes you a better coach if you just keep at what? it and doing with no breaks whatsoever you're gonna confused i would get like i need like to be able to close the chapter and open the next one right yeah. I, although i did do them back to back frequently in the early days, back to back clients, boom, boom, boom. And then I had 15 minutes in between. And I thought, That's just not enough time. I got to give me a half an hour. I can need a half an hour because that also gave me a little time to lighten things up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm doing my PQ reps. She said, save. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Alrighty. Well, I think that wraps up our day. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, and make sure, be careful, be aware. I mean, really, I think that my takeaway for this is to be aware of when I'm using I <laughs> and you. Here's a, here's a good rule of thumb. We talked about the 80-20 talking in a session. It doesn't mean talk about anything. It means strategically think about what you're going to talk about. Same with using I. 80-20 of what you talk about <laughs> can be I, but you can use it strategically, not just willy-nilly. Yeah, be smart. So just 80-20 everything.
Everything can have an 80-20. Why, why 80-22? Who, who came I don't up? know. You guys came up with arbitrary, it. And I would like to contest it. You, it's you. <laughs> you don't have time. I really think that people are as a blanket term. Yeah, I've actually done the math. I'm just Whatever. saying. Don't, don't listen to me. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, uh, Jerome, any final takeaways before we? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's particularly with using we is something that I feel like as a coach we can have trouble with because we would like to help you know we're in a we're in a session where it is it's a cooperative situation and it's just again it, it is, it's important to remain mindful of using we in the wrong instance can take a ton of power away from your client which is stepping away from what's the you know the whole the whole reason for going into a client session would be to empower them to their best of their abilities using we can be dangerous in that space. when you're it's a client because we are not accompanying them on their journey like we won't be there with them when while they're doing whatever it is they're doing so it's like we're taking credit without being there to actually when we're in a team environment we are actually working together so we can say we but in that environment it is not so much a we so Lisa? thank you guys so much for being here thank you we love you interacting sharing our information we are in the middle right now of getting client coaches not clients sorry been talking all day coaches ready to get out there and do a lot of this stuff and we can do it amazingly really beautifully in three days to get you going get you going in that foundation of what it means to be a certified coach definitely find find us join us certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com brooke what did i miss i think you should have it subscribe bye everybody <laughs> bye see you next week hey everyone thanks for tuning into today's episode once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.